Ahlan wa sahlan ya jamana. Welcome to Junubia Girl Talks, a South Sudanese podcast on personal growth, where we share unique stories, wisdom, insights, and life hacks. I am your host, Kiran. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to episode four called Hafisu Gurushtaki, where we focus on understanding personal finance and the importance of financial literacy. We share tips on budgeting, investing, and how to be smart and savvy with your money. For those that don't know Arabi Juba, Hafisu Gurushtaki means take care of your money. So today's episode is all about small steps we can take in order to achieve financial stability and prepare ourselves for financial freedom. I have a great opportunity to speak with another special guest. She's an audit associate at Ernest & Young with a Master's of Science in Accounting. She's a CPA candidate and founder of Cash Insight, a financial service aimed at educating the public about budgeting, investing, purchasing power, and financial literacy. When her financial hat isn't on, she enjoys reading and traveling. She's based in the U.S. and she's a certified Junabia. Not only does she understand Arabijuba, but she's fluent in English, Dinka, and Swahili. Her name is Awak Deng Bior. I am happy to have had a chance to speak with her. Stay tuned for our discussion after this brief interlude. Cash Insight, and how do you define financial freedom? Yeah, so um, basically, the way I started with the pandemic and everything that was happening, I wanted to do something to keep me busy. I had my job, and that is something that I was doing more career-wise, you know, something I love to mm -hmm. do, but I also wanted mm -hmm. to do something that wasn't just about me and my career and my well-being but just to help other people mm -hmm. and I know that personally I've struggled with finances mm -hmm. as far as budgeting you know like leaving paycheck to paycheck you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I know this is something a lot of um, a lot of South Sudanese struggle with and not just South Sudanese really just almost everyone yeah and for me, the way I was able to bring myself to a better place financially was by learning the simple tips about financial literacy and how to budget, how to build my credit and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so Cash Insight was something I can share with people to help them as well as keep myself busy mm -hmm. and also help myself in the process. Wow, that's so amazing. And I think it's almost like hitting a jackpot when you're able to do something that you enjoy, but also help people at the same time. And, and I think that's one of the beauties of um, Cash Insight. And you touched on something really important, how many of us have experienced living paycheck to paycheck. Um, I know a lot of immigrants that just come to America, um, you know, just trying to sort of find their footing, they end up living paycheck to paycheck because they may not understand how... Uh, the system here works, um, or whatever country they're in, they don't really understand what this, how the system works. Exactly. And, 
even even now um, with the pandemic, people are struggling financially, trying to, you know, make ends meet. So I think it's um, not only is it great that it's helping people, but it's also very timely at a, at a time like this. Um, what are key things people need to know about personal finance and financial literacy from your perspective? So um, for me, it's all about really how you plan everything. Mm -hmm. So people usually look at people and say, oh, they make so much money so they can live that kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But if you plan everything from budgeting to building your credit, you know, and to even your job and things like that, you can live a really good life Mm -hmm. with just the small amount of money that you're making. Mm -hmm. So I would say like one is how you manage your money. Mm-hmm. And how you manage your money goes into creating a budget, mm-hmm. setting up saving goals, mm-hmm. and paying off your debts. Then that's when you try to basically have a list of things in order of what is important first. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you, would, you should do should be to pay off debts that are really expensive. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you should try to do is try to increase your savings. You should always have some kind of savings. Even if you have like $10 a month going into your savings account, it's important because it adds up. But you also want to make sure that you're taking care of what is cost is going to cost you more. Credit cards are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really important. And um, tell us why is it important to maintain a good credit history and paying off debt? What's the importance of those things? So a better question would be why wouldn't you? <laughs> why? <laughs> like seriously, credit yeah. card is it? Like your credit worthiness is everything in, especially if you live in America. I can't speak for other countries, but if you live in America. Your credits basically determine everything. It determines where you live. These days, even if you're just looking for an apartment, you mm-hmm. need good credit to mm-hmm. get a good apartment. Mm-hmm. Or you have to pay so much down. Mm-hmm. When you're buying a house, if you have good credit, you can buy the house of your dream and still pay less because what? You're not going to pay so much on interest rates. Right. And that will reduce your monthly payments. Mm-hmm. When you're buying a car, Everything that we do in this country is around your credit because if you buy a house that is so expensive, but you have good credit, you can still buy a really good house in a good neighborhood and still be able to afford that house no matter how expensive it is because what you have good credit, you're lowering your monthly payments because your interest is so low. You know, you're trustworthy and things like that. So credit basically determines everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important for people to know that credit determines everything. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people, especially I would say even immigrants, they don't find that out until later. You know, um, like for me, I was born in Lebanon and my family and I came to America in um, the year 2000. So, you know, coming here, we're just trying to, sort of figure out how things work and you know when you have access to money you're like oh man it's free money right (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and, you, you know, you get credit cards and you're like, oh, I don't have to pay this back. Mm-hmm. And the lady says, uh, yes, I do. And you're like, and then you, you get denied for stuff and you're like, why am I being denied for this stuff? And then you find out there's this thing called credit and then just you step into this whole new world that you didn't even know existed. And so I think that uh, we definitely need to normalize uh, having conversations about credit and paying down debt and things like that. Like I was speaking to a friend of mine recently and saying how, um, you know, the Americans, they prepare their children for things like this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember going to school and my friends would have credit cards and stuff and their parents are putting things in their name and sort of giving them like setting them up for success. Basically. Exactly. Um, what are some habits to develop that help one navigate uh, financial crisis and emergencies? So um, the main thing is really savings. Um, when yeah, having good credit, having like money in your credit line, in your line of credit and things like that are important. Those can be like your emergency money, mm-hmm. but like also savings is really something that is really important. And like, I'm always looking at it like this. If I was to lose my job today, will mm-hmm. I have enough money saved up to take me like three to six months mm-hmm. while I'm looking for a job, mm-hmm. you know? And especially for those people with families, like if you have kids, you know, you, 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 you have someone else that you're responsible for. You're not a single person to where, you know, as South Sudanese, you can usually ask family and friends to stay with until you get your feedback together. Mm-hmm. But if you're like someone with a family, it's going to be difficult for you to ask for someone to help you out with your entire family. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for people to save. And like for married people, you know, when you're buying a home or you're buying a car, Everything goes back to budgeting, you know, like you don't have to spend everything that you're making. If both of you are working, mm-hmm. one part of your income should be going to saving in case one of you loses their job or both of you loses your jobs. You have money saved up, you know, mm-hmm. that is really important, you know, like with the pandemic and everything that is going on right now. A lot of people are losing their jobs, you know, unemployment is really not enough to help anyone. Right. So what are you doing? Everything is all about planning ahead. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, that there's a motivational speaker. He goes by, he's now passed away, but his name is Jim Rohn. And he mentions how when you make an, when you get your earnings, you should always pay yourself first. And I thought that was so profound and it's sort of like what you're talking about, you know, savings is so important and yeah, you have bills, you have kids, you you have family to take care of, but you're not going to get anywhere if you don't value yourself Yourself. and put money aside for yourself. So, And and also like, you know, there's a lady that I used to listen to on YouTube a while back and she (laughs) used to talk about giving every, every penny or every dollar a name, you know? Mm. So like when you get paid, mm-hmm. every penny that you're getting should have a name, you know, this is going to my savings, this is going to pay my rent, this is for utilities, you know, mm-hmm. like set everything up to where you can have something for entertainment, you know, right, or whatever. Right. But if you're just like, if you don't have a plan, 
then your money is really telling you how to spend it. But if mm. you have a plan, then you're really telling your money how you're spending it. So who's mm. going to be the boss? Is your money going to be your boss or are you going to be the boss of your money? Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. comes down to you and how you plan, how you budget, mm-hmm. and how you do everything. I remember a while back, just going back to the importance of credit, mm-hmm. I had a friend, an African friend, and just talking to him, it just came to the point where we were talking about having good credit and things like that. And the first thing you say, like, I'm not from here. Why do I need good credit? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that is a, something that a lot of South Sudanese feel like I'm not planning to live in this country long term. So I don't really need good credit. Well, it doesn't really matter if you move back home. If you move back to your home country, you still need good credit because you can be in South Sudan or Kenya or wherever. And you're trying to start a business. Mm-hmm. If you have set a foundation in this country as an American citizen, you can use that good credit to borrow money here and start a business anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You can use your good credit to buy homes, real estate here, rent it out, and that can be a business while you're still in Africa or while you're still in, in, in Kenya or, or South Sudan, anywhere in Africa. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes I feel like, and I keep coming back to the South Sudanese community, I guess because I'm a South Sudanese, and it's something that I see that is affecting the community. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a community, we don't really understand how the system works and how simple things like a credit card can basically determine everything from what schools your children should go to, mm-hmm. to whether or not you have a good car that is running to take you to your job. Mm-hmm. Simple things like that, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a very um, in-depth answer. And I I think that in the South Sudanese community, um, we may not, as a whole, we may not understand um, how to navigate the system financially, maybe because our culture, we're, we sort of just like, how do you say this? Um, we we just survive like on the fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also we have a culture of giving. So yes. our culture teaches us like, why should I have this much in my savings when so-and-so is suffering? Yes. We always want to give. We always, we feel guilty to have something set aside when other people are struggling. Right. You know, right. absolutely. Absolutely. And I could attest to that too. Just, um, you know, seeing certain family members spend a lot on gifts mm-hmm. or, um, you know, events and festivities and things like that. And for me late, my sort of emancipation has been in thinking, okay, can I actually afford this? Mm-hmm. And learning that the term afford, it doesn't mean, okay, you have the money in your pocket or in your bank account right now. You can yeah. buy it, afford it. Like, um, well, you're probably more of an expert. On this than <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, I, I understand exactly what you mean. Cause sometimes uh-huh. like I'll like every paycheck I 
get i already know what i'm spending my money on mm-hmm. but i'll sit down i'll give myself like maybe five minutes to kind of go through my budget mm-hmm. and just see okay this is going for my rent this is going for electricity oh mm-hmm. this is going to my savings oh i only have 50 dollars left mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. oh i need to give um some money to some family members but i only have 50 dollars left you know mm-hmm. at that point regardless of how much went to my savings i only have 50 dollars that is just money that is i can use for whatever mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. i have that set up i'm broke because i only have 50 dollars. Mm-hmm. right but if i yeah. add my savings into it then i have enough money to give and you have to be smart you know mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have to know that okay yes you want to help your family yes you know you want to do things for others but also taking care of yourself being able being capable being independent you know like my mm-hmm. mother always tells us if you can take care of yourself if you can take care of your responsibilities i don't need anything from you and this mm-hmm. is the mindset that we should have individually if you can take care of your finances your family and simple things like that mm-hmm. then the community can take care of itself because everyone else is taking care of themselves you know mm, yeah the issue yes, is that we, we depend on each other so much which mm. kind of like makes almost everyone handicapped in the community yes Yes, I am so glad you touched on that. You know, it's like we're as strong as our weakest link. And if our weakest link is, you know, just for uh, as a metaphor, nobody get offended out yeah. there. <laughs> um, you know, and if our quote unquote weakest link is very, very weak, then mm-hmm. that's a problem. You know, we need to be able to I think it starts with educating ourselves you know um and then we can educate our brothers our sisters but it starts with yourself and mm-hmm. teaching yourself these these tools that you're talking about yeah. um, saving and budgeting and then once you you don't even have to master it but once you start having that in your mind then you can show your brothers and sisters and then we as a community will will flourish you know mm-hmm. sometimes this goes back to what you were saying very early on that it's not about how much money you have it's how well you're taking care of your money mm-hmm. you know sometimes we'll see somebody driving a nice car or live in a nice apartment or always have nice clothes mm-hmm. and it looks like they have a lot of money and we you know we we're like we're mesmerized by the appearance yeah. but that person could be making 12 13 dollars an hour yeah. and they just know how to take care of their debt and know how to take care of their credit cards and <laughs> exactly found a way to make it work for them yeah cuz yeah. like honestly this is the one of the countries in the world where you can have just have about anything mm-hmm. i remember when i first bought my car and and people would ask me oh how did you how did you afford that mm-hmm. oh you must have money and i'm like i don't yeah. really have any money like mm-hmm. i'm just like you you know mm-hmm. this is on credit and you mm-hmm. and i can be can be driving the same car mm-hmm. you know exactly the same price but you could you could be paying less than me monthly simply mm-hmm. because you have better credit than i did you mm-hmm. know so you could be paying let's say 300 a month while i'm paying 500 a month mm-hmm. now who's going to be struggling the one who's paying more monthly correct Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good point to Awak and I I wanted to add on 
aside from us giving and being generous, there's no problem being generous, but I think when we are generous to a fault, like Mm -hmm. that's when it's a problem. And I also think sometimes we can live beyond our means also. And and sometimes it's just innocently done. And I think it comes from coming from a place of not having, you know, I do come from country that's war torn and we don't have certain uh luxuries that you know your everyday South Sudanese person can enjoy and so when we don't have these luxuries and we come to you know countries like UK Australia or America and we see these things we're like oh you know we want that and it's almost like we we're like a kid in a candy store and then we start we fall into this habit of overspending (laughs) or overeating or over whatever you know I mean um, yeah just sorry to cut you off but just recently um, as I mentioned before um, from the last time we spoke I just Mm -hmm. moved to a new state um, Mm -hmm. and new apartment you know I've always lived at home so I never really had any furniture and now I'm just starting to buy everything you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, well, I can just use my credit card and just buy some furniture, you know? Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, no, I, I need to wait until I get paid. So now I'm struggling mm-hmm. with these two things. Should I wait a month or two or mm-hmm. should I just go and buy it now, you know? Right, right. <laughs> uh, convenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah and we all struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just about yeah. self-discipline, you know, talking yourself out mm-hmm. of it, letting yourself know what is important, you know? Should mm-hmm, I put it mm-hmm. on credit and pay over $500 long term? Or should mm-hmm. I just wait a month and mm-hmm. save my $500? Because mm-hmm. eventually exactly. you end up paying more when you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is another area I want to kind of venture into, which, which is like bargain shopping, right? <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I um, a self-proclaimed bargain shopper. I use coupons. You need to teach me because I'm really struggling <laughs> with that. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes it's to a fault, right? But, you know, I like, I try to see what deals are out there. Um, I try to use coupons if I'm looking for flights. Uh-huh. Like sometimes even with furniture, like I'll go on Craigslist mm. or, um, you know, there's an app called uh, Let's Let Go. And then there's also another app called Offer Up. You just ha- kind of have to be a little savvy yeah. when you're looking for thing yeah but I'm all about you know taking something and making it into something better you know and um and I think an- another thing as as Junabeen we kind of have this pride right oh okay. mm-hmm. we want we, do. we want the new car we want the new house yeah the, the new clothes we don't <laughs> if something is used we're like uh-uh, uh-uh. We, don't. <laughs> we we are so proud of just about everything you know from right, like right. if you're getting married you want your wedding to be the better wedding than the last wedding you know uh-huh, you want your dress uh-huh. to look better than the other person's dress and you want your right. home to be nice and everything and it's a hum- it's human nature you know as humans we're like that but yeah. you also have to look at yourself if you look at some of the richest people in the world the way they live mm-hmm. you'll never look at them and know that they actually have money you know? that's true yeah yeah that's very very true that's very very true and so i think once we become aware of of these um behavior patterns and we're not saying that it's wrong we're just saying hey this is a this is something that we're doing and we can we can be in a better place if we adjust some of these habits Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um so yeah yeah that's really good um what are some important 
principles about lending and borrowing, um, getting good interest rates and making big purchases such as cars and houses. You touched a little bit on that before. Yeah, I did. And it goes back to like lenders, when lenders look at you, they look at mm-hmm. you whether you're, you're some you're a risky person or you're not, you know? And mm-hmm. like paying off loans, if you have like, let's say your, um, your debt um, to equity ratio is really high, you're mm-hmm. risky. So no one okay. is going to let you borrow from them. Or if they do allow, if they do give you um, loans, they're going to charge you so much interest rates and things like that, or ask you mm-hmm. to put so much down. So, okay. and I think you mentioned earlier when, let's say you have a credit card and you have high um, credit balance on your account on a monthly basis, you're mm-hmm. you, like, you'll be seen as a risky um, borrower. And so mm-hmm. no one will trust you. And that would, that will also lower your interest, your, your credit score, which in turn will increase your, um, your interest rates if you are borrowing. Right. So for me, as a borrower, because I'm not a lender, as a borrower, things that I look at, if I'm buying a car, I'm not just going to buy the first car that is being offered to me, you know? Right. You, you okay. have to look at, okay, what is this lender offering me? Is mm-hmm. it a good deal, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And can I wait, if I wait a month or a week, will I get a better deal? You know, things mm-hmm. like that. It's okay to shop That's, around, you yeah. know, go to different lenders and see who's offering you the best deal. Mm. I think that's really great advice. And it's something I wish I would have known sooner to Awak, mm-hmm. because a lot of times when, we, when we're entering these institutions, whether it's the bank or the car dealership or the, the rental, um, uh, apartment rental mm-hmm. place, we are not only coming as borrowers, but we are... How do I say this? Um, we are customers. Yes, we are customers. And whoever it is that we're talking mm-hmm. to, is, we assume a position of, uh, I would say, inferiority. Exactly. Because we assume that they know, they know more, more than, than us. us. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times that's true, right? They do know more than us. But now we have the power to educate ourselves. And so, you know, you, you brought up that perfect example of going shopping for a car. When I used to shop for vehicles, I would just go put myself out there, go to dealerships, be rejected, put in applications mm-hmm. and stuff. I didn't know that I could go to my own mm-hmm. bank and have them give me a pre And walk in um, with a pre <laughs> I didn't know that either. Guys, and it's like when I found that out, I was like, why was I doing it the other way like for so long? Like I almost I had to hit myself in the head, like, why was I doing it that way? But it's lack of knowledge, you know. I don't know who said this quote, but my people suffer for a lack of knowledge, and that's exactly (laughs) true in this situation. And also, like, okay, Mm -hmm. so you walk into a dealership, right? You're trying to buy a vehicle or you're trying to buy a brand new car. The person that you're mm-hmm. sitting across from you is a self is a salesperson. They don't have mm-hmm. the best interest at heart for you. All they care about right. is that you walk away with a car. So exactly. they'll give you anything so you can walk away mm-hmm. with a car with a car. Mm-hmm. So why mm-hmm. why should you trust that person? You know? 
you should mm-hmm. be able to trust mm-hmm. yourself more. But it's just mm. the, like, I remember when I bought my first car, I was just happy to be given a car, you know? I didn't even care yeah, like, yeah. how much is my monthly <laughs> payment, you know? What yeah. is insurance going to mm-hmm. cost me? I didn't factor all of those things in until later mm-hmm. on. That's, that's when I realized, oh, maybe I should have went with the other car that was a couple of thousand dollars cheaper, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, we learn by experience, but yeah i see what you mean (laughs) right 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 and it it all goes back to the development of cash insight which i think is just just such an empowering tool um uh, just for people whether they're south Sudanese or not because once you have that knowledge in your pocket you you where you whether you walk into the bank or you're talking to a mortgage lender or you're talking to a, a um, whoever it is that you're dealing with, you have more confidence, yeah. you know, because you understand the language that they're um, talking to you in sort of. It's like when lawyers speak and they speak in legalese and you're like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I feel, I felt the same way with, with like money people, yeah. right? Finance people. It's like, I don't know. So like just a couple minutes ago, you said, uh, what did you say? Um, That's debt equity to, ratio. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need to ask her what that is. (laughs) But but still, it's like, you know, when uh, we need to understand this language because it's going to empower us and we won't feel uh, inferior. We won't feel tricked, um, especially for our older. um, And also like, also like we kind of have to align the system with our own culture, Mm -hmm. you know? So when, when I'm oh, doing yes. my personal budgeting, I'm including mm-hmm. like money to help family back home. That is part of my budget because mm. that is something yes. that is going to yes. come up. Someone is going to ask me a month or two mm-hmm. from now, hey, Awa, can you send me $20 for this and that? Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't right. factor that right. in, yeah, it's going, you're going to have to tap into your savings account or other ways to help them because usually it's an emergency request, you know? Mm-hmm. So things like mm-hmm. that. So like cash insight is more like it's geared more towards the South Sudanese community more than anything, even though I'm really looking mm-hmm. hopefully to help more than just our community, but it's more really geared toward towards our community because yeah, our needs are different, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, we have to start in our own homes first. So I completely support you um, having that desire to start within the South Sudanese community too. So that's, that's just so brilliant. And um, even just the literacy part of it, I think that that is the biggest highlight because once we understand uh, the terms that you're talking about and how to sort of navigate yeah. the system, I, I honestly feel like the money part will work itself out. Yeah, because right? like and, um, if you were to say mm-hmm. 401k, you know, and someone may not even know what 401k is. I'm sure you do know. But like things like that, mm-hmm. these are things that we never really talk about. And you know, yeah. you maybe have mm-hmm. a really great job that gives you um, all these benefits. And if you put money mm-hmm. in your 401k, they can match it and you're getting all this free money or you should be getting mm-hmm. all this free money, but you're not taking advantage of it because you don't know it. You don't understand how it works, right. you know? Right. So, right, right. So yeah. Right. Go ahead. And it's like, yeah, I was going to say that we need to 
normalize asking questions yeah. you know asking questions and, and and not being afraid i mean when we my family and i first came to america something like google wasn't really big mm-hmm. at that time but now you know you can exactly. google anything yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and um you don't have to have to feel like you're at the mercy of whoever it is that's trying to sell you something um i even ooh that's another one i wanted to get into too guilty guilty purchasing yeah, sort of that happens to me all the time i am yes, yes. i was guilty of buying my first car through guilty purchasing i mm-hmm. guess would be the term right like I was looking for a car and I went to the dealership. I was like, okay, this, um, the salesperson was a black woman. I was like, yeah, okay. It's just mm-hmm. helping me out. So I already built that connection with her. The car that I wanted, she, she didn't show me the cars that mm-hmm. I wanted, but I ended up building such a good connection with her at that time. I was young. How old was I? I was probably like, what, maybe 20 yeah. something. And I ended up, signing the contract mm-hmm. for the car out of like yeah. a guilty purchase kind of thing and you know I didn't feel good about it but then obviously over time you get used to it you're like okay you you force yourself like okay I can make mm-hmm. this work I can make this work and, so and why um, why should sorry, you force ahead. yourself to make it work for her when she's really trying to mm-hmm. to make you get something that is really not good for you you know yeah, exactly. So we exactly. we exactly. South Sudanese we're always thinking about other people. You know, we put other people mm-hmm. before us, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just I don't know if that's how we were brought up or what, but it's mm-hmm. just it's something that mm-hmm. we've all gone through. The other day I went um yeah I went I went shopping, and I was looking at a really cute dress, and I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be buying dresses now. I just moved. But oh, it's on sale. It's like 50% off. So let, let me get it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I tried it on and everything. And the lady was so nice. <laughs> and like, yeah. so I'm like, oh my goodness, she was really nice. I feel so uncomfortable just leaving the dress. And then, I mean, yeah. I, I had to talk to myself and just be like, okay, I don't really need that dress. And why should I spend this right. $50 when I don't need to spend it? You know, you just have to let yourself right. know, hey. I don't owe anyone anything and just walk away. Mm, yeah. Very true. Yes. Yes. Very, very true. And just having that confidence, which again, goes back yeah. to having that knowledge, having the knowledge is what gives us mm-hmm. the confidence. Um, I was going to talk about how um, even uh, saying no, learning mm-hmm. how to say no in terms of like, if someone's like, Hey, Kiran, you know, can you come out to dinner? All of us are going if it's not in my budget, like you were mm-hmm. talking about budget earlier, I have to I have to be okay with saying, hey, guys, I'm sorry, I can't come out. You know, you don't have to disclose why, but don't feel like you have to show up at events or go to dinner or do things that cost money when mm-hmm. you can't afford it. And you want to, I guess, save face, mm-hmm. quote unquote. So I think I think sometimes we do that a lot and we end up putting ourselves yeah. in a bind, you know, um, and we shouldn't we shouldn't really do that. That's something that's going to take us backwards rather than take us yeah, forward and so. it's okay to say like when when someone asks you let's say let's go out and have for dinner or whatever mm-hmm. you don't really have to say i'm broke i can't i can't go because i'm broke but it's also right. okay to say that you know and true and more yeah. likely the friend is going to oh no i got you and everything but still you know mm-hmm. you should be able to to say no and don't go mm-hmm. you know yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you've definitely given us some amazing advice and just personal experiences that I think a lot of the listeners can relate to. Um, Finally, Awak, I wanted to know what are some tips on saving money, uh, making accounts untouchable? You touched a little bit about how, you know, it's good to to save and not go dipping into the savings. So I wanted to know um, how people could sort of um, discipline themselves to not touch those savings accounts. So when I wanted to start mm-hmm. savings, I actually really just started um, thinking about savings after um, after college. And mm-hmm. by that time, I had credit card debts that needed to be paid, student loans, mm-hmm. since I wasn't going to college anymore. I was supposed to be paid. And I had just started my first mm-hmm. full-time job. So the first thing I did, mm-hmm. I told myself I was going, because like right after college, you get a really good job. You're making a little bit more than what you were making before. You're all excited. You want to get your own apartment. That was the first thing I wanted mm-hmm. to do. But I was like, no, I'm going to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So instead of moving Smart. to another city or another state where I was offered a job, I actually moved back to Dallas. And I stayed with my parents. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to stay with them for two years. Not mm-hmm. only to, to save money for myself, but to also help around. Because I feel like I owe that mm. to them. But that's yeah. one thing, like, it's yeah. okay to move back home after college so you can put yourself in a good place mm. and be able to move out when you're comfortable. Yes, yes. The second thing I, yeah. Yeah, the second thing I did was that. create a budget. The budget really helped me out a lot. I was able to pay down mm-hmm. my debts because of it. And I was able to save and mm-hmm. still be able to actually pay normal bills around the house. Because as an adult, you don't want to just, even though our parents don't really care, you know, you can leave with them and they're not going to care for you to help out. But as an adult, you want to right. feel responsible enough, you know. There's another thing right. that I've seen people right. do, the 52-week money savings challenge, where they save so much mm-hmm. um, like a week or so. A lot of mm-hmm. people do that. Mm-hmm. And that is just to help you, like, develop a habit of saving, you know? Yeah, so Mm -hmm. there are so many different things you can do. But me personally, moving back home helped me a lot. Creating a budget helped me out a lot. And Mm -hmm. just really paying off my credit Mm -hmm. card debts while I was home helped me out a lot. Because by the time my job moved me to Virginia, I've already paid off things that, would take money away from me and now I can actually have more money for myself and for my savings. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. I have had a lot of friends and family members who have been eager to move out of the house. And I remember even back then when I didn't even know much about money, but, you know, common sense told me like, oh, like to give them the advice of no, 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 you should stay like mm-hmm. take advantage of being home and your parents not, you know, uh, asking you to pay rent or pitch yeah. and take advantage of that. Like, you know, get use that opportunity yeah. to get your things together. You know, and, and I think sometimes a lot of young people, myself included, we are um, we are sort of just driven by wanting our freedom and, and, you know, wanting to live the life we want to live and having a nice yeah. car and having a nice apartment and doing all these great things we'll that come, in yeah. time will come. And, 
and it's also yeah, peer yeah. pressure and you know when you see everyone else is living on their own mm. then you feel like you're the failure yeah, yeah. in the group you know yeah, yeah exactly exactly and people don't you can see people's beautiful apartments or their homes mm-hmm. or their nice cars but the truth is you don't know how yeah. they're making it work you don't behind, know you know behind yeah. the scenes you know they could be struggling to keep that image up or you know it, it, somebody can have a really fancy nice apartment but they got everything <laughs> on thrift so you have no idea what it really is behind it so don't try to exactly. keep up with the next person yeah. and really just take care of your money Leave the best your way that means, you can yeah. um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. living within our means um so the second half of the other question was um when would you uh say is a good time for young people or even just south sudanese in general to start looking into things like um you mentioned earlier 401k and then life insurance wills etc um so 401k as soon as you get a job that matches your 401k mm-hmm. do it like immediately mm-hmm. as soon as your job is able to match it mm-hmm. i say get yourself a 401k mm-hmm. account um wills insurance mm-hmm. life insurance um like i know like for young people it's really not that expensive usually to get life insurance and mm-hmm. i got life insurance simply because i have siblings and my parents and mm-hmm. even though i don't have kids usually you're supposed to get life insurance when you have right. a family of your own but if you have your like right. you know your siblings your parents if something was to happen to you you just have to ask yourself if something was to happen to me today do i want my family to struggle mm-hmm. asking the community to help you know mm. or do or do i want right. to take that off of them they use this insurance money mm-hmm. to take cuz they're already going to be going through a lot because they've lost someone so that's what yeah. you have to really ask right. yourself and anytime really you should have life insurance like if you're working we should all have life insurance mm-hmm. i know like we've lost a couple of people in mm-hmm. our community recently and the community was doing fundraising mm-hmm. and these are people that are right in america you know and it's nice mm-hmm. that we have a community mm-hmm. that stands behind us like that but we also need to be responsible individually yeah absolutely i i agree with that 100% and you basically covered my next question on like what would you say to young people or even just south sudanese in general that are saying ah <laughs> life insurance they don't need it or will <laughs> like kalampa uh, you know like Because, you know, seriously, we have that attitude, like, 401k, what? Man, I'm living my best life now. Like, we have yeah, that, we do. That, that attitude. We life. do. And, and honestly, oh, <laughs> so. if you don't need that 401k, why don't you open that 401k mm-hmm. account, you know? Put $50 in it a month. Mm-hmm. Your, 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 um, your job puts in mm-hmm. $50. You can give me that other $50 mm-hmm. that your um, company is giving you. <laughs> that is free money. <laughs> And exactly. the good thing about 401k, yeah, you know, yeah. you can use it like if you're buying your first home, you can take money off of your 401k to mm-hmm. buy your first home. Mm. Yeah. I did not know if that. If you're like mm. if you're in college wow. and like god, 401k helped me out so much when I was in college. So 401k is really is wow. very um useful to have. 
I didn't even know those things. That's yeah, and there is really there good is information. So much That's that, good. Honestly, there is so much that we as a community can benefit from. But <laughs> but to answer Absolutely. about wills, um, I I don't have one, but I should definitely get one because if something was to happen to you, mm-hmm. you want your family to to have directions of how they should divide you know, everything that you had while you were here. So it just makes mm-hmm. it easier for your family mm-hmm. not to to be confused about what to do with what. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think in general, um, what you and I are sort of uh, trying to bring into attention to our people is that our culture, mm-hmm. we sort of live in the now. You know, we don't, we try not to live in yesterday. We try not to live in the future. We live in the now. And while that's a very good thing, I think we also need to adapt our habits Mm -hmm. and our ways into the modern world of what is happening today. You know, there's nothing wrong with just a few little adjustments here so that we can become successful as a community and successful as a race. Like all of us having degrees or being athletes and models. Mm -hmm. Yes, those are great achievements, but there are also achievements that we can all um, gain on a, on a personal level. And I think financial freedom is one of them for Junibine people for sure. Um, Yes. Awak, thank you so much. I feel like we could just keep talking (laughs) because it's just, it's a topic that could just cover, we could cover so much. And I, I know you have to go, but thank you so much for um, sharing your wisdom and your insights and, and dropping tips for us to um, adhere to and, and look into. Um, I also want to uh, share two books that I think are, are helpful um, financial resources to just kind of tap into. There's a book by George S. Classen called The Richest Man in Babylon. It's a, it's kind of a funny story. Um, it's written in like a parable kind of form, but it's a really, really good book. It, it refers to money as gold. And it's a short read. I think it's like 112 pages. But that book really opened up my eyes to um, a lot of things regarding money. And also another one called Unlimited Wealth, uh, The Theory and Practice of Economic Alchemy by Paul um, mm-hmm. Pelzer, I guess is how you say his last name. Um, and that book is, it taps into um, how just being innovative and 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 tapping yeah. into what's happening in technology um, and being creative could sort of get you a second stream of income and things like that. So um, yeah, that's what I have to offer on the topic, but I know you have a lot to offer with Cash Insight and and the things that you're doing um, uh, with with your program there. Um, is there anything else you would like the listeners um, to know? Definitely, those books are really good. Um, so right now we are we are just on Instagram, and um, and basically it's mm-hmm. Cash dot Insight at Cash Insight, and yeah, we're mm-hmm. working on opening a web like building a website in the near future but everything will be um mm-hmm. available on instagram at cash that insight awesome well thank you so much for your time awak thank you for having me Thank you for tuning in to Junibia Girl Talks. We hope you enjoyed this discussion on staying smart and savvy with your money. Stay tuned for more episodes. Ma salam.